0: we yeah.
1: on everybody guys and girls welcome back to another edition of the football function podcast available on all of your podcasting platforms and also available on patreon if you prefer in that free experience as always i'm one of the hosts of the show michael ritter you can find me on twitter at michael five ritter and also one of the hosts of the smackdown review over on the wwe podcast joining me on today's episode the other co-host of this podcast my
2: humble co-host student of the game terry Minifil. terry how you doing what's going on my man i am doing great funkies i hope you are doing blessed as well over this holiday weekend we had reality is about to hit us here coming on monday morning tomorrow so i hope all your family friends all the blessings were you know much needed and i hope everything was a happy holiday for you we've got some badass games coming up this is the week 12 review god it only takes me 194 times to Get that right, man. I'll get it right here soon. But, yes, it is the week 12 review, and we're ready to break these games down. I have a couple of uh, interesting games. I know Mike had a lot more than I did, but I'm ready to dive into it, buddy, when you are. Today was a wild (laughs) um, series of games. A couple games
1: were won on two-point conversions. Damn. We'll get to those. Um, A couple underdogs got it done, obviously. Uh, Just a wild Wild
2: day. A, yeah. a wild Sunday here in the NFL world. Uh, how was your weekend? Man, it was good, man. Nothing was burnt. Uh so that was a positive. Got the the turkey and uh, you know, chicken, bin ham, all that stuff cooked to the to the to the tea. So I'm very happy about that. I had the family well fed and knocked out by seven o'clock. Everybody was in a food coma by that time. But uh the Patriots were playing, so I was really was really in high hopes until the game came on, and then I, it really kicked me right in the dick. But uh, other than that, man, this whole this whole weekend was much needed. Some family was Kent was down, so got to see uh, you know some some quality got to spend some quality family time, and you know that all that is uh is all that all good and everything in the hood. But uh, what, how was your turkey day, man? Not too bad.
1: Uh, just the long extended weekend as a whole, man. I got to be honest here on the uh the podcast i feel like all the the certified funkies and just the, the listeners in general i feel like we're close enough where i can you know be transparent and be honest yeah with yeah do your thing i was fucking lazy as fuck <laughs> this whole four day weekend or whatever i did not do shit lucky, I, I didn't lucky. i um you got know, to the point to where my back was starting to hurt from laying on the couch so much you know you, you ever been problems? there yeah and yeah you you realize damn like i like, it's, it was so bad that it's, I'm looking for, I'm not looking forward to going back to work, don't get me wrong, but I'm looking forward to kind of getting back out into the uh, the world. Yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. Know,
2: I understand. Being man. able to, you know, see the, the sun. There's only so much time that you could sit at the house and just be lazy and just taking your your feet up and yeah. taking everything back and shit. I mean, there's plenty of point in time where it's like, man, fuck, I'm ready to. I'm ready to go back to work, do Watched something. a
1: lot of Boy Meets World. You know that. You know, <laughs> made, made sure to get my fix in every day. Yeah, no it, doubt. No doubt. It was fun. Also watched a lot of college football. And then obviously capped it off today, the final day off with a full slate of NFL games. right. Yeah, and there is no shortage of games. So we're going to go ahead and dive in here to the first new game that we'll talk about, which is the Houston Texans very much outmatched. Mm. Um, on the road against the Miami Dolphins, led by M V P front runner or candidate, however you want to look at it. I say front runner too. Uh to a and the Miami Dolphins. Double T. How'd this game go?
2: Man, this was a complete domination by the Fins, man, in every fashion of the in, in, in the way. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching, everything. Everything was going their way and was completely dominated by the Dolphins, man. And I, I mean, they scored thirty points at halftime. It was thirty to zero at halftime. I mean, what more can you say about this game? That alone, right there, tells you how much assholepin' this really was. They didn't score after halftime. The ending score was 30 to 15. But that was due to uh, Tua and most of the starters getting pulled midway through the third quarter. These guys were playing phenomenal bas- or basketball, phenomenal football, both sides of the ball, like I said, man. Um, look, these guys beat the shit out of the Texans. Woohoo. That is, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do when you have a Get team. Game line. When you- <laughs> you have a team uh, of, of offensive firepower like they do and the defense complementing uh, their offense really well. I mean, you're supposed to beat this team. I mean, like I said, woo, freaking who! The big testers for these guys are coming up. I think the, ne- the next three games are on the road against the 49ers, um, the Bills, and the Chargers. Uh, all three road games, all three teams that could hold up on the offensive side, that can put points, that can contest against what the, the Dolphins can bring. It's a it's a it's up against the defense. If you want to nitpick this game, it's really the defense that you could really nitpick on. Yeah, they let up 15 points, uh, and most of that was towards garbage time. But that was when second stringers were in. The sprinkle in some of the first string, but mo- mainly it was a it was most the second stringers and third stringers after halftime. But yeah, if uh, for me to put this team as the best or or um, you know really put them in the big game, winning mainly most of their you know playoff games, hitting the Super Bowl. It's for them this next couple stretch of games, that will really prove to me what this team is and, you know, if they can really uh, win this division, our division. So, but okay. until then, Dolphins move to 8-3, to and they're 30-15 victory here. Two is still undefeated when he doesn't die in his games. So, um... Just looking at the stat line here, the main thing that
1: jumps out, Damian Pierce, five carries for eight yards. Was that based on the the game kind of getting out of hand early and they had to go a little one-dimensional? Definitely. Or was it just like, holy shit, there was no nowhere to go?
2: Yeah, it was mo- mainly due to uh, their sluggish start. Both teams really was, was, were sluggish. The Dolphins came off a bye, so you saw some of the rust coming out of, uh, you know, off the bye, you know, slowing down the momentum that they build coming into the bye. But after the rush was shaken off, you could just tell that this team was taking off and the defense really like I said complemented the offense playing, you know, fulfilling whole defense and and you know, wrapping up, tackling, gang tackling, they really shut down all the holes, so no running room for Damien Pierce.
1: They had the Dolphins had six offensive players average 13 yards a catch. Man, that's insane. That's an insane stat to actually have like sitting right there and then you have people like Waddle, 17 yards a catch uh Tyreek Hill 14 yards a catch and that's not just one two catch guys these are guys that are going to be getting targeted week in week out Heavily. so to have this type of average yes we know it's against the Texans but still like to, to be constantly product like productive like this and have this many mouths eating mm-hmm. to be feeding this many offensive weapons and them averaging this much th- that tells you number one they're o- they're getting open that's an uh, that, that's a testament to the scheme the offensive staff mike mcdaniel what they're doing i'm just going to go ahead and say you you don't want to get out of we have a whole shitload of other games to break down before we get to next week Mm -hmm. but man that 49ers dolphins game is looking juicy next Next week week.
2: yeah definitely a better way way better actually the best defense in the land is coming to face these guys and that's really what we're going to prove how they're going to really prove that they're really about that life against these guys
1: yeah, well, uh, thirty to fifteen. You mentioned it. The Dolphins get out to a thirty to nothing lead, and then the second half is pretty much all Houston. But you you mentioned it. There were some reserves in there. Probably mm-hmm. one of the hardest hits of the afternoon happened in this game to the tight end uh, Jordan Atkins, I believe is yep. his name. Yep. Um, he got popped, fumbled the ball. Xavier Howard scoops it up, runs it into the end zone. So popped. Some highlight, uh, some highlight plays for sure in that game. But let's go ahead and move on to another game, a highly anticipated game. Now both of these teams seven and four after the week twelve dust is settled. The Bengals get a twenty to sixteen road win over the Tennessee Titans. Joe Burrow twenty two of thirty seven for two hundred and seventy yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. p Ryan holds it down for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals rushing attack. Seventeen carries. They really try to get him the ball a lot since Joe Mixon was not in the game. He averages 3.4 yards a carry with a 58-yard total, one touchdown on the afternoon. T. Higgins gets seven catches for 114 yards, really stepping up to be that wide receiver one. Tyler Boyd has to leave this game after getting uh, sent to the concussion protocol. He mm. got his bell rung pretty good. It was a, a yeah, hit wow. in the back of the head. You hate to see it. But nonetheless, uh, it opened things up for T. Higgins to really step up, man, and he is going to, I guess, maximize – the opportunities of Jamar Chase not being there and obviously Boyd leaving, but he was going off even before Boyd left this game. Yeah, he went off last game too. He's earning himself some money. He's mm-hmm. putting the Bengals in a real sticky situation where they know this three- offense is giants. bread and butter. The, the cornerstones here, the pillars, are Chase and Burrow. Mm-hmm. If you want to keep these guys here, you have to have a rotating cast around them, and that's just the nature of the business. I saw it happen with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. We had so many different wide receiver two, wide receiver three, tight ends, Come and go, even running backs, just to kind of you know center around that unit that we have, and the Bengals are going to be going through that exact same thing. Yeah, where they're going to have to make some very tough decisions financially. Whereas, hey, do we keep a second big time wide receiver? Or do we see if we can replace these guys? And yeah. you know, can't pay everybody either. Yeah, it's the salary cap is very real, and they have other holes. Like like it's hard to pay multiple weapons when your offensive line is what it is. But having said that, they did the job today, allowing Joe Joe Burrow to put up that stat line that I mentioned. Obviously Hayden Hurst, six for fifty seven yards, nine point five yards to catch. Every nice. time you looked at the screen, it seemed like He had the ball. Hayden Hurst was doing his thing, you know, making <laughs> plays. One play that really jumped out to me here was Derrick Henry. He caught a ball and took it like seventy five yards or something like that. Okay. Down to the two yard line and he got the ball punched out. And um oh, I've never see that. Traylon Burks rolled uh, fell on top of it in the end zone. So the Titans still got the touchdown, okay. but Derrick Henry ran all the way down there and didn't get the score. You know that hurts somebody out there on the, yeah, in the fantasy world <laughs> who needed a touchdown from But do him. you
2: still get those points? You get the yards. yards. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay,
1: okay. See, I don't know anything about fantasy. I should, though. Yeah, you, you get the yardage, but as soon as that ball comes out, like Traylon Burks got the touchdown. Okay, and so he gets the six just, points yeah, or very, whatever,
2: whatever points it is. Yeah, and
1: you know that probably helps somebody. Some yes. desperate soul out there who has so many people on a bye week or, well, maybe not a bye week this week in particular, but – People banged up just a, had in to a start certain Burks situation where reason. they had to get desperate here. And, they uh, yeah, they started trailing Burks, and they needed some points from him. But other than that, I mean, Burks had 70 yards receiving of his own. Nick Westbrook, 58 yards. I mean, the Titans' offense was really just – I guess the, the, the word I want to say is staying afloat, I mm-hmm. guess, is a way that I can put it because as you're watching this game – they were in it for the most part, especially in the first half. I picked the Bengals to win it, and I was kind of nervous. I was like, man, the Titans look really good. They look like they were in control of this game. That's what I was hoping. But it was the second half that the Bengals really kind of took control of it and, yeah. and pulled away here, got a big-time win, and uh, really setting themselves up to be relevant in the AFC North race.
2: Man, that's huge because if you think of uh, the implication and how last year played out, I mean, this is this is heading for the right direction for the Bengals. I, ho- I mean, honestly, I was hoping the Titans would pull it out, but – Man, I, I love how Joe Burrow and, and that offense is is clicking and, you know, what they look like. Man, hopefully, you know, that team could, uh, you know, kind of show how they did last year. Kind of prove that it wasn't just a fluke, man. I really like the Bengals and, and everything they're going. And I know just when, when Chase gets in that offense, man, it's just going to take off. The way that they're going right now with Higgins playing, how he's playing. And, man, it, it just spells you trouble. He mix him back as well. It spells trouble, man Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and
0: conditions apply. See website for details.
1: But um, what about, speaking of trouble, man, the Broncos, <laughs> they live in trouble. And it seems like they've been there since week one, opening snap damn yeah. near. Yeah. Um, th- there was that, I guess, that viral video that went around of the defensive lineman.
2: Oh, yeah. Mike getting Purcell. In, getting in Russ's face. Yes. Mm-hmm. That
1: was, I mean, it's about time somebody does that, just being honest. And I, I kind of feel sorry for Russ, honestly, just because he's getting so much shit from everybody wow. now, including teammates. Mm-hmm. But do you blame him, dude? Like, Not one bit. I mean, you you broke this game down, so I'm going to give you the floor. But really yeah. quickly, I mean, 19 for 35, 142 yep. and only one touchdown. Like, I get it the Panthers have a spicy defense, but, man, like.
2: What the fuck are we doing here? It's really embarrassing, man. To be honest, that's the only word that comes to mind of this loss. No, no chime to the, or no shot to the Panthers or anything. But I mean, you, you, uh, uh, alluded to it. I mean, it's the Panthers. Um, but I mean, embarrassing is is all I could say about this game. The Panthers' defense, um, really made it complicated and miserable for us, man. Like you said, he finished the game with. Um, 142 142 yards throwing the ball 35 times only completing 19 of them for one touchdown to uh, Brandon Johnson but in the end man it just looked like he's he's deflated like towards the end of the game he just it looked like he gave up man more than uh, enough that I've ever seen in like high school games I I saw him throw up so many um, just go up there and grab it balls you know what I mean just throw it up there and just hope for the best balls um, those fifty-fifty balls and, and a lot of mistakes. <clears throat> that's what. That's pretty much the gist of how the Broncos played today. On both sides of the ball, it was just was just miserable, man. Panthers had a solid performance from um, Sam Darnold. He had 11 for 19, 164 yards, one touchdown to DJ Moore, who had 103 of those 164 yards. And also, Darnold had a rushing touchdown, which was uh, one of the highlights of the game. It was funny because it was stop, a... drop, and roll. <laughs> it was at the <laughs> five-yard line at the mesh point. They are doing a little RPO, triple option thing, and he pulled it, fumbled it, got it back, and rolled into the end zone. It was hilarious. Still counted as a touchdown. You can advance a fumble. So he got his rushing touchdown, padding those stats. But it was really the running game that really won the Panthers this game. Um, ball game Deontay Foreman again goes off he goes for 113 yards off of 24 carries and Chuba over chipped in with 70 yards so they really relied heavily on that uh the run game which I mean I completely agree with you have Sam Darnold as your <laughs> as your commander out there but you know like I did de- like I said he had a complete um you know set steady game um but as long as he can uh, as long as he could play like that I think that defense can hold him uh you know afloat but uh Panthers winning this one. They embarrass the Broncos 23-10. to 10 And look for Hackett to be on the Gabe's Heating in the Air uh, hot seat.
1: Yeah, um, I don't think that Hackett's going to be there just yet. I, he's worthy of it. Oh, don't yeah. get me wrong. But I there's somebody should. else who's who's already – we're already dusting it off. Oh, yeah? It. yeah? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're already like, getting nice it nice and ready. He's got dibs. He's got dibs. But don't get me wrong. Hackett is without a doubt on that path. He's there. on the way, bro. Well, let's talk about the Bears and Jets. Let's do All it. right, this game—the the way that it was taking place earlier today—it was absolutely crazy. Just seeing, well, number one, Justin Fields didn't play. He was ruled out late in the week. Mm. I should have known. Me too. I would have picked the Jets. Me too. So I'm you picked it? the Bears yep. too? Oh, <laughs> Me too. I need to adjust my headphones real quick. <sighs> oh,
2: shit, man. If only if I knew if Justin Fields was playing or not. That was the main. F- I mean, we yeah. talked about it in the preview show, man, and then to find out. Pretty much after the show, that he wasn't fucking. Oh yeah, that that changes
1: everything. It changes like, the, I would have definitely picked the Jets. And man. then Trevor Simian got banged up in, in warmups, in and warm-ups. they talked about possibly Nathan Peterman stepping in. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, this is a disrespect, flyer. The Jets are going <laughs> to win by fifty, but they damn near. They damn near did win by fifty. Mike White, twenty-two of twenty-eight, 315 yards, three hundred fifteen yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions making zach wilson look like a fool zach wilson i mean he was shown on the sideline just had that little i mean he had a hood on several times and he looked like anakin skywalker (sighs) yeah and it was there were there were several memes going around the chosen one yeah and just uh from my point of view the jets are evil you know just (laughs) there's several different uh different memes that were going around today and it was just you know making me laugh but just for quick reference let me let me just show you how Productive this afternoon was for Mr. Mike White. This is the Jets passing touchdown leaders. Joe Flacco, he has five. He's leading the way. You know, I mean, we're in 12 games Mm -hmm. or 12 weeks. I don't know. I mean, they've had their bye week, so 11 11 games. games. Five touchdowns. Nothing to sneeze at. It's definitely nothing to write home about. But he's only played in three games. Joe Flacco. Yeah, that's Joe Flacco. Zach Wilson has four touchdown passes, and he played in seven games. God damn. Uh, Mike White. Three touchdown passes in 39 minutes.
2: <laughs> that guy's
1: good. It's safe to say that they found the guy they need to roll with this year. You know, I believe so. nobody's saying that he's the the answer. You know, I think that Jimmy G possibly is going to look nice in a New York Jets uniform next next season. That's the big money money line right now. I guess is where or who is going to be the Jets starting quarterback next year. There's yeah. A lot of possibilities, but I don't think that they're going to. You know, jump on their grenade that is Zach Wilson, the uh, Mormon MILF hunter. Yeah. I don't think they're going to, you know, handcuff their success to his success and his development because he had a, a very bad rookie year and somehow his second year is even worse. And yeah. it's like, what the hell's going on? He's regressing. They don't got time to deal with the next Jamarcus Russell. They got to move on and find their quarterback and deal with this uh, this talented roster that they have. But I will say there was a lot of stuff going on that uh, that the Jets were benefiting from today, mostly Mike White, but there was somebody catching those balls, and mm-hmm. it had to be Garrett Wilson. The dude is the real deal, man. He was getting held and still creating five-yard separation on the same play. <sighs> he scored two touchdowns in this game, uh, five catches, 95 yards, averaging just under 20 yards to catch. Elijah Moore, yeah. two catches for 64 yards and one touchdown. It's crazy what happens when you throw the ball to your playmakers and you're Mm -hmm. actually an accurate quarterback. You're able to lean on the running game, which the Jets did. 14 carries for Zonovan Knight, uh, 69 yards or right under five yards a carry. Ty Johnson, five carries for 62 yards, including a touchdown. The Jets were getting points. They were getting production. They were able to play bully ball whenever they wanted to. They were clearly in control of this game. They were clearly the better team. They were wearing their black helmets, which they looked phenomenal on the mm-hmm. field. They were filling themselves. You could tell. There were a couple of plays where Chase, uh, Chase Claypool was really, you know, getting a little bit of the better of Sauce Gardner. Of course, Gardner got, got his a little bit later on. But hats off to Claypool, just matching up well with a corner like that. Um, DJ Reed allowed his first touchdown. Byron Pingle just absolutely snatched it out of uh, his hands in the end zone. It was a phenomenal play.
2: Hey week 12 that's i mean yeah i mean yeah yeah,
1: yeah hats off to that team to yeah. that team they're doing their thing clearly they the season ended right now they would be in the playoffs and i think that now that they have somebody who is capable of not playing phenomenal football we understand that the bears defense is a little bit like so, you know whatever they played a team that really wasn't comp- or combating them mm-hmm. and making them have to be i guess you know make some clutch plays late in the game cuz that is a little bit different so i don't know but you know you can only do what you 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 can only play the plays that are placed in front of you
2: yeah
1: and the the scenarios that are i guess that unfold throughout the course of a game and the jets did a hell of a job so you have to give them credit you were with andy today Mm -hmm. how
2: was his reaction to this performance by them? man honestly to butt it all up and in in short terms he just he's over zach and he's he's excited that you know matt mike is is finally stepped in and uh he was actually telling me the two games before he got hurt last year proved that he was going to be the the starter for the rest of the season until he got hurt. But then this and this season, uh, you know, with Zach coming back and them having full faith in him, they were really, you know, pushing Mike in in the in the afterburners. And you know, Joe Flacco being ahead of him as well. Now that he's getting his time to shine, Andy was all for it. He's he is, he is uh, you know behind Mike White completely. I mean, you might as well be just looking at the
1: results the production that's really all you have to lean on in that situation and to see who the who the right guy is for the job yeah
0: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper
1: Well, let's go ahead and move on to another game. This Moving one took on. place in Maryland, I guess, D.C. technically. Mm-hmm. The Washington Commanders hosted the Falcons and they beat the Falcons. And this game was pretty evenly matched. Like the way these two teams were playing, they were trying to do the exact same thing to each other pretty much. And you, you could tell that they both had like the exact same amount of passing yards yeah. in the game. The story of this game going into it was. The Falcons' pass defense sucks. The 40 – or the – sorry, the uh, Commander's rush defense is very, very good, which that's what we, you know, like to do a lot. Mm -hmm. We were able to have some success on the ground just looking. um, Tyler Algier, 11 carries for 54 yards. Cordero Patterson, 11 carries for 52 yards. You could live with that. Marcus Mariota, 6 for 49. I mean, there's a lot of production there. And then I mean, Marcus Mariota, though, throwing the ball. 15 for 25, 174, one touchdown, one pick. I mean – I, the numbers don't mean shit to me mm-hmm. because I watched every single throw that he made. There was a lot of low balls, some overthrows. Yeah, it wasn't awful. It wasn't a terrible game, but it was another just so-so game. You know, it was a game that hey, I mean, he another quarterback m- makes a lot of the plays that he leaves on the field. And yeah. just having an accurate quarterback is so important. Drake, Drake London did have his first drop of his career. Damn. It was just like a, you know, behind the line of scrimmage, Marcus snapped the ball, threw it to him as if it was going to be a screen play, took his eyes off it, dropped it, it happened. Mm-hmm. He made up for it later in the game by picking one up off like two inches from touching the ground. Marcus Mario was just like low as hell. But, yeah, I mean, Drake London, let me see what he ended up with for this game. Two for 29. That's, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. (laughs) Come on. Like, that alone tells you, like, we got to do something. Because what we're doing ain't working, man. We're starting to lose these games. The Buccaneers losing simultaneously with us is what's keeping us, like, from, from pulling the fucking hammer out, breaking the fucking – break glass in case of emergency and bringing in Desmond Ritter (laughs) because they're like, well, I mean, we're still technically in the playoff, huh? So whatever, dude. That's Marcus's saving grace If we make the playoffs with Marcus Mariota and have to play the Cowboys or one of these wild card teams, we're going to get our asses handed to us on a silver platter, dude. And I don't want to see that. I really don't. I don't want to tank. I don't want to lose on purpose. Of course, I want to make the playoffs if that's possible, but – I mean, I would like to make the playoffs with a with a chance to win. You yeah, know, not because I want to be one. And not done. because our division's a dumpster fire and we luck into some wins here and there. You know, like it's just tough. Um, in other news, though, in this game, they did honor Sean Taylor with a memorial inside the stadium. You did hear about a that? Pretty big disappointment, though, from what maybe some fans were expecting. They wanted a statue. They wanted it and they wanted it to be really like you know a, a big deal, really extravagant, all that good stuff. Very underwhelming. It's like a mannequin type thing where they're mm-hmm. like just displaying his jersey. They use soccer cleats, a Nike jersey, Reebok pants, Adidas cleats. What the hell? There's just so many things that you can nitpick and, you know, complain about this thing. And, you know, people just kind of point to the organization say, well, it's another thing that they've done that's underwhelming and disappointing to their fans this and that i don't really know about all that but i will say i was expecting a little more but that's just me i don't mm-hmm. you know it's not my team
2: or anything like that but hopefully jackson Mahomes was way far away from this oh my gosh ceremony yeah. hopefully he had nothing
1: to yeah, do with
2: any of this shit. he was he was in an
1: arrowhead today <laughs> he was on <occupied. laughs> thank god thank god. but yeah i mean i don't really have a whole lot else to, to to say about this game other than, you know, it ended on that interception at the very end mm-hmm. of the game. Um, tip ball. I mean, it was just a good play. You know, yeah. the, the dude he was throwing to, Cordero Patterson, was open. You question if we should have been throwing the ball right there. I agree. I don't think so. It was first and goal, second and goal maybe, whatever. Yeah. But the Commanders didn't have any timeouts. There was about a minute left. We were on like the four yard line. Tyler Algier averaging five yards a carry. Like, come on, let's just run the ball. Run mm-hmm. the clock out. Run it two times and then take that shot and then throw it. Do it that early in the in the set of downs was just was, you know, puzzling, I guess to say the least. And definitely to have that be an interception, another game where you just can look at that's at least three or four now that have ended with the Marcus Mario to turn over mm. and You're just Mm -hmm. like, man, you know, what the hell can you do? You know, we just take the L, we move on next week. we got the Steelers wearing our throwbacks, and then we have a bye week. I am looking forward to that bye week. (laughs) It would be nice to win, you know, playing in our throwbacks. That should be, you know. Win out before the bye week. I mean, I just hope we win week 18 when I'm there in person. But it would be nice to beat the Steelers in our
2: throwbacks, too. Look, I hate seeing you frustrated like this, man, over a loss like this. But, man, I'm glad I called it. I called the commanders winning this one. Definitely don't feel good about it, but hey, shit happens, man.
1: Yes, shit does happen. Um, Some good shit happened if you're a Falcons fan and you want this team to make the playoffs because the Buccaneers, who are the division, sorry, I almost said that a little bit weird, (laughs) the division leaders, they took a fat L today against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, First Energy Stadium. Speaking of First Energy Stadium, did you see that somebody broke in over the weekend and did donuts on the field? I did see that stupid shit. Uh, I, I had to uh very clear or make myself very clear. I don't want that person to because there's some stories that say it was a fan that did it, you know, yeah. whatever. If you do something like that, you're not a fan. Hell you're no. not. You're a fucking jag off. <laughs> you know, that's, that's just my personal opinion. Messing up a field like that, just the driving on it. Yeah, man. just I mean, cause I've been to First Energy Stadium. You know, I've been to Cleveland and that is a mm-hmm. very nice field and yeah. grass fields that are really perfect like that. I mean, Hard to come for up. sure for the rest of the season, you're probably going to see some donuts there. But anyways, we're going to talk so about dying. this game. Jacoby Brissett's last start for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, mm. Deshaun Watson officially serves his 11-game suspension. This was the very last game, and the Browns go out on a very high note. Go with bang. Getting a win in a, in a game where not a lot of people picked him. Not a lot of people had faith in the Cleveland Browns. You did, though, I right? Did. You picked the Browns. I did. I did. Just really quickly, before we get into the flash uh, flash drive this game covered by Caleb Grant, what were your thoughts? Was it just like, you know, throwing something at the wall, hoping a couple upsets would happen? <laughs> or did you have some legit reasons why you think the Browns were going to win this one?
2: I only had one legit reason, and that was uh, Nick Chubb having the off game that he had previously. And I just thought that he was going to come in this game with a point to prove. And, you know, Jacoby Brissett, this being his last game, a, a farewell sendoff was, was inevitable for this guy.
1: 26 carries for Chubb and averaging four and a half yards a carry. That's a very like I guarantee the Buccaneers defensive linemen linebackers they're feeling themselves right now, or they're not not feeling themselves, they're feeling pretty damn sore. I should say, they're they're not feeling too hot, yeah. They're hitting the ice bath real quick on that flight back to uh to Florida. But either way, man, this game, like I said, it was covered by Caleb Grant, so I'm gonna go ahead and get into it and see exactly what he presented for us here. He basically says that this one was started off with uh with Nick Chubb, he wastes no time getting going. But their first drive ends with an Anthony Schwartz reverse for a 31-yard touchdown. And then Tom Brady finds Chris Godwin for a 10-yard touchdown. So they're tied up right there, 7-7. You think this might be a high-scoring affair. Mm -hmm. You know, you think that both these teams coming out, putting their best foot forward, looking like they're going to try to get some offensive production here. But um, before halftime, each team only adds another field goal. They go into halftime, tied 10-10, which that was the case for a lot of games throughout the course of the league. I was just, you know, scoreboard watching. I kept seeing 10-10. 7 10. 17 or 14 10. Real defense. 17 10. Yeah, there was a lot of like very, uh, I guess, repetitive scores. 30 to 0. But in uh, the second half, let's see, Tom Brady throws a five yard touchdown pass, and then Miles Garrett gets going. He gets two sacks in this game. Let's go. One of them comes on a very critical third down that gives the Browns another chance. To go down and uh, tie it up, and they tie it up with David and Joku on the 12 yard line, fourth and ten, less than a minute to play. One Mm. of the best one handed catches that you'll see this year. Okay, beautiful one handed catch. Have you not seen this bad boy yet? Oh my gosh, dude! Beautiful. It's you know people were ball washing Justin Jefferson for his catch, you Mm -hmm. know, and rightfully so. A phenomenal catch. But they were already they were wanting to frame that picture and put it in the you know Canton Ohio Pro Football Hall of Fame. David Njoku had one pretty similar when you look at really? the sense yeah. that it was on fourth down, fourth and 10, fourth and 10 from the 12-yard line, a touchdown to uh, to tie things up, send it to overtime. Both teams got the ball. There was a point in this game where, you know, I mean, because it was going to overtime, obviously my game was over. I was able to peek in here, mm-hmm. and I was watching it with Caleb, and I was seeing that. You know, I was damn near saying, dude, just fucking take the tie. You know, that's, all, that's kind of where I was at. Once both teams get the ball in overtime and neither one does anything, you start to have to kind of think, hey. The tie is coming. There's a legit possibility this game could end in the tie. I was mm-hmm. hoping not. I think that there, should no, there shouldn't be Never, a tie. Ever. If that quarter expires, go to college rules, go yeah. from the 10-yard line, first team that gets a stop wins. Mm-hmm. You know, let's look at it like that. But I would love that. Either way, they get over um, overtime. Both teams get a chance to score, like I say. But a Tampa Bay Buccaneers defender falls down, leaves Amari Cooper pretty much wide open for a catch and run of 46 yards down to the three. Two plays later, Nick Chubb bangs it in to give Cleveland a huge win with Deshaun Watson coming back next week, like I said. Jacoby Brissett, let's just give him, you know, a quick little, you know, hat tip for holding it down. He didn't win every he game. Changed, Jacoby. He threw some very bonehead interceptions along the way, but he's not a starting quarterback in the league. He's about to go to where he's supposed to be, and that's uh, giving the Browns one of the best quarterback rooms in the NFL because of the depth. Because yeah. they have a starter, a superstar caliber quarterback like Deshaun Watson, we all hope he's going to be the same that he was before he left. We all expect him to be that good. Right. Um... Now Jacoby Brissett going back to be their backup quarterback with all this experience, all of the tape out there, made himself better, made himself more valuable. And like I said, I think he's going to find a home here in Cleveland as their backup quarterback. And, you know, so shout out to him for doing his thing. I'm glad he went out beating his former teammate, Tom Brady. I don't know the exact stat, but Tom Brady with – with, when having a seven-point lead in the final two minutes of a game or something like that, he was undefeated. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was like 218-0 or something like that, and the Browns are the team to get it done, to do oh, it.
2: I like it, man. On his way out, that's what you expect for you to do as a as a teammate. And, um, you know, I, 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 I see the scenario not playing out like the the 49ers did with Jimmy G and, and Trey Lance. But, you know, in similarities, just in case Deshaun gets hurt, you know that you could have a quality backup in Jacoby. who can come and make your offense go and click and – you know what you have. So that's, like you said, one of the best QB rooms if he does stay there, which I would love if he did. Um, but, you know, if if uh, Deshaun comes out and has a Russell Wilson type of, of, of year or anything like that, hey, you've got Jacoby there. So, you know, hats off to my man. I'll hopefully, you know, if it does come in point in time, he can get that starting career back because I know that he can, and he's proved that he can this year. Yeah, we'll see if he gets that starting job yeah. back. We'll see. Speaking of back, we will be right back
1: with the remaining games. I don't know how many. What, four or five? I'm not sure exactly how many are left. But going to take a quick break. Whenever we get back, we'll finish out this Week 12 review. Moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Baltimore Ravens. The upset of the day. 50 people in the picks. Clean sweep. Everybody picked the Ravens to beat the Jaguars. And didn't happen. Jags got it done. Trevor Lawrence, shout out to you. But first, the Ravens. Lamar Jackson went 16 for 32, completing 50% of his passes exactly, 250 yards, one touchdown, zero picks. He led his team in rushing with 89 yards, 6.4 yards a carry. Gus Edwards had 52 yards on 16 carries. He did have a touchdown, but a very critical fumble. That allowed Jacksonville to kind of creep back in this game. It was really just Trevor Lawrence in his arm, just getting it done in the fourth quarter when his team needed him to do it the most. 29 of 37 for 321 yards. Love it. Three touchdowns, love zero it. interceptions. I love Did it. you get eyes on this game? I couldn't. Throughout the week, at some point, you're gonna have to at least oh, watch tonight. the 12-15 minute cut up of I this bad tonight. boy, because man, this this game was really. It was one of the games that if you're a Trevor Lawrence believer, it should make you feel good. Because, I mean, who was their running back? Jameis Hasty. He had. I think it was 67 yards, but one of them was just a beautiful, like not, I don't know if it was a wheel route. He might have been in the slot, or mm-hmm. like I guess the uh, the second wide receiver in a twin set. Yeah. Did a wheel route, beautiful ball placement by Trevor Lawrence where only he could get it in stride. I love Ran it. Ran into the end zone. One of the, like one of I literally said that this is one of my favorite Trevor Lawrence throws that I've seen him make today, or at least this season for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were more throws, man. Zay Jones coming in clutch. 11 catches for 145. Love Zay the Jones. The way that the Jaguars won this game was a two-point conversion. They were down 27-20. They go score a touchdown. Trevor Lawrence throws a, touch, a touchdown pass to win it. Yeah. And then Zay Jones right there on the, the, fir, the I guess, the first pylon. You know, right in the goal line. Mm-hmm. Front pylon. Yes. And um, Zay Jones just right there. Trevor Lawrence, beautiful ball placement. They win. Let your nuts hang. Jacksonville Jaguars when you're underdogs at home you have a chance to win it screw tying it going to overtime let's win this bad boy right now you have them on the ropes on their heels you stole the momentum they they went for it and they got it done and this is a big win a big win for the organization because they haven't really beaten a team like this Mm -hmm. a lot of people were down on Trevor Lawrence since the London game and since he's just you know really hasn't been winning well he won today he, he got it done. It wasn't because of a block punt or a punt return for a touchdown with five seconds left. No offense. He got it done, <laughs> though, you know? Like him throwing the football. Yeah. and um, You love to see it. You, you do. You love to see it. This wasn't against, like... The texans yes <laughs> it wasn't against a sorry, sorry. team this wasn't against yeah. the falcons yeah. you know this was against a, another bird a team with a pretty dominant defense yeah. that's, a, that's been known
2: to make young quarterbacks life hell yeah and trevor lawrence was able to thrive in that and get a win yeah you love it because you got two badass corners on the on the ravens defense and i, I it looks like he slotted her up man i, I fucking love to hear that um I, like i said i didn't get to catch eyes on it but i will tonight because like I've said previously and, and a lot before, I've planted my flag, flag on this guy. I, mean, I I love to see him shine. And all the slander over the couple of weeks of him not, you know, performing up to the number one spot and all that shit. You know, guys slump like this, especially the caliber that he is, the caliber player that he is, He's going to have his ups and downs. He is the number one pick for a reason. He's going to have games like this that are going to shine and some games that are not going to look good. But games like this, you've got to show respect. you got to give him the respect that he, he earned, um, which I, I – I've given him respect all in it. Hearing this, he's earned more than my respect. So, you know, shout out to Duval County. I'm glad you guys pulled it out. Definitely went against my pick, but hey, let's stand up Duval. Everybody went against everybody's pick. <laughs> let's move over
1: to the three o'clock slot. Oh, yeah. And by the way, that Jacksonville Jaguars and um, Ravens game was mm-hmm. a rain delay. Really? Like it didn't start till like 25 minutes after was all was of the other that games started. Yeah. Well, I mean, just you know, they had to delay it. Yeah, you know, lightning and all that okay. good stuff, but. Anyways, yeah, let's move over to the 3 o'clock slot. we will talk about the Raiders at the Seahawks. And this game was a little bit of kind of like the Falcons and Commanders in a sense of they're a lot alike. They're, they're a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Going into this game, I had my eyes on the Devontae Adams versus Treke Woolen matchup, the rookie, the phenomenal rookie who damn near leads the NFL in, uh, in interceptions throughout the season. But Devontae Adams, seven catches for 74 yards, averaging 10 yards a catch. He was eating. <clears throat> and there was nobody stopping him yeah, today. So, I mean, it's not like he, like, went off at one of his crazy games, multiple touchdowns, 150 yards, nothing like that. But he got what he needed to get. Like, let me tell you right now, if, if I told you that Derek Carr threw two first-quarter interceptions to Quandre Diggs and they still won this game, would you believe me?
2: No, not at all. I didn't even know. Well, that the was the I case.
1: He did. He <laughs> threw two interceptions to Quandre Diggs. Shot to Quandre Diggs. University of Texas. He's a Shut safety. Up. He started his career with the Detroit Lions and then went to the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and he's made a name for himself. He's pretty much a staple there in that secondary. Pretty badass guy. But, I mean, it's no secret why the Raiders won, why Derek Carr's interceptions just didn't matter mm-hmm. at one point because Joss Jacobs. Let's go. Good Lord. <laughs> like, dude, I don't even know. Like, I hope I saved this stat that I saw earlier today, man, because it is just such a uh, – it's so telling. The, uh, the, the, the amount of success that Josh Jacob had today is so rare. It's only been done four times since like 1960. Really? Just having 300 yards. Wow. <clears throat> all throat> purpose, yes. He had 20, or no, 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 33 carries. So they gave him the ball a shitload. 229 yards. Good God. Average seven yards per carry, two touchdowns. But I will say 86 of those came on a walk-off touchdown in overtime. And just a little bit of a side note, we're watching direct TV, we're watching on the split screen, NFL yeah. Sunday ticket. Mm-hmm. Had you been watching live on CBS, they didn't show that play because it was an overtime, so late in overtime, they cut away from it. And had to go to another game. <clears throat> yes, and Take they didn't. Well, they were showing like 60 minutes or something, so yeah. it wasn't even another football game. Oh, like, they just, lame as hell. They cut away, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people didn't get a chance to see that walk-off score, but I luckily was able to see it, and it was a thing of beauty. But that's not it. Josh Jacobs had six catches for 74 yards.
2: Ain't doing everything,
1: huh? That's the thing. 303 yards or something like that, 304 yards, something right All over purpose. 300. Yeah, right over 300 all-purpose. Charge, including a game winning touchdown, and he had another touchdown to go with it. A beautiful angry run where he stiff armed a defensive lineman to the yeah. ground. Yeah. I mean, dude, he is going to be the FedEx ground player of the week. Most of He is he was the best running back in the entire NFL today.
2: Dude, this is what I expected when Josh Daniels went to that that offense or that that whole team. I mean, this is what the improvement that I thought Josh Jacob was gonna make at the beginning of the season of how you know how he runs his offense through the running back so much. These are the type of numbers that I expected. But, you know, coming week 12, hey, it's better late than never, I guess.
1: Gino wasn't responding, though, man. 27 of 37, 328 yards. Nice. Two touchdowns. He did have an interception to Denzel Perryman. Just, I mean, Denzel Perryman was dropping back in a little bit of like a, I don't know, a, a too high. Yeah, yeah. So the linebacker was kind of right there over the middle, and he was just standing there. And their wide receivers were trying to cross over the middle, and he just completely blew it up. Made both of them run into each other. And the ball was already in the air before that collision happened, so he just was right, ooh, right place, right time, picked that (laughs) bad boy off. But whenever Amir Abdullah scored his touchdown for the Raiders, excuse me, he was doing like some air kicks, like some air karate kicks, and he didn't see that there was a player there for the Seahawks. And he like kicked him in the shoulder and he got flagged for that. Yeah. And it was just, you know, it was a funny little situation. Like you gotta be careful with those celebrations, you know, going on throwing roundhouse kicks.
2: <laughs> roundhouse.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah, the uh, Kenneth Walker really doesn't do much. Fourteen carries, only one point nine Damn, yards per carry, man. but two touchdowns. Yeah. So I mean, I guess you'll take it. If it's in a fantasy football day, he did yeah, good, but reality they take like a loss at home. In overtime and Fuck. a lot of it is probably because they didn't get a whole lot from the ru- or mm-hmm. from the running game. That's what so it sounds like.
2: Yeah, you you take that for what it's worth. What That's what I was really banging on on them winning this game is you know, riding Kenneth to the victory, but it sounds like they didn't do that. But yeah, the Raiders do get a forty to thirty four win in overtime and um
1: keep themselves somewhat afloat, I guess. I mean, it's a feel good win. The yeah. Raiders are what, two, three 0 since Derek Carr got a little emotional on the podium? Some shit like that. Two and o maybe at least, but Let's move on to let's, another quarterback let's. who made some uh some headlines on the podium. Do you recall Murray said? No, I didn't what did he? They were saying? talking about a fourth and one and he legitimate or a fourth and one during the game and he legitimately like he you could tell he didn't want to say it but he kinda had to. He backed himself in the corner and said schematically we're fucked. Yeah. Like saying like that their their coach is like I mean, they're, up, they're at a disadvantage. Up, so yeah. It's time to dust off the Gabe's Heating and Air hot seat. Oh. I know there's some cobwebs on it. There's some dust. We'll get it nice and clean, get it nice and fresh. Cliff Kingsbury holding it down. Cliff Kingsbury's about to go have himself a nice sit, a nice relaxing stay the at down the down Gabe's Heating and Air hot seat. And, and I think that this is, I mean, I know that he signed an extension. Yeah. But who gives a shit? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. do you want to win or not? Gives off. <clears throat> Kyler Murray is a quarterback that if you want him to, like, be your guy— <clears throat> you hate to say, it, excuse me, but you you almost have to bend over backwards. For you have him. to pay do. him
2: so much attention. You so yeah, to, I'm sorry, to Cliff.
1: Him. We're gonna get a new offensive mind in here. Somebody that can use can utilize Kyler Murray's skill set. Yeah, like I think he would have success in Atlanta. I really do, just because of the way that he runs and all that good stuff the way that he can just throw those little short passes, nothing like that, yeah. you know, just to Drake I mean, We're not getting shit anyway, <laughs> you know, so I think that it would be worth a little bit of, you know, see if we can't get a little uh, – I'd love to see
2: him with Dirty uh, Bird. Something
1: worked out with old uh, Steve Kime and company there in Arizona. But would sick. They do lose here, and this is another game that came down to the two-point conversion. Justin Herbert, he threw the ball 35 times, or he completed the ball 35 times. He actually threw it 47. Three Jeez. touchdowns, though, 274 yards. Keenan Allen got a score. Welcome back, Keenan Allen. DeAndre Carter got a score. Uh, who else? Austin Eckler caught a touchdown pass from him, so he spread the ball around. But they scored without a doubt and without even thinking twice. They, the score was 23-24, and the car, or the Chargers do what they're best known for, which is analytics. They send out their offense, and they get the conversion. A nice little whip route, Josh Pond or uh, Everett. They're tied in. Mm-hmm. Beautiful little swirl route, you know, sell the out, bam, come back inside. I love it. Wide open right there. They get the win. You know, it's 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 basically as simple as that because that's what the game came down to. Had they not get, gotten it, people would be crucifying the Chargers right now, mm-hmm. but it pays off. They have a play ready when the time comes, and they get the win.
2: Yeah, you're talking about a hot seat. Brandon Staley was in the works for that Gabe's hot, heating air hot, hot chair, but, um, hot seat, Goddamn, but, uh, Man, luckily they looked out on the win for this one, cause he, you know, he was going there, he was heading out that, that direction, and you know, hopefully the offense starts clicking, cause they've got the Dolphins coming up soon, and if they can uh, match their firepower, I'd really love that they did, if they did, so they could slow them down and, you know, knock them down in the rankings a little bit, but. You know, hopefully they can start clicking with Keenan Allen and all the other missing parts that they're gonna they're getting back. I mean, these guy's are probably the most banged up team every freaking season. So, you know, coming this late in the in the season, hopefully they get guys back and, you know, continue to play good ball.
1: Yes, sir. Let's continue on here. Now we want to the three twenty five game, starting with the New Orleans Saints. At the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, the sir. Saints
2: got shut out. Yes, they did. They had
1: the longest streak in the NFL going. I think it was like
2: 282 games or something like that. Something like that. that.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely in three digits. And you know the last time they got shut out? Do you know who it was against? Was it against Falcons? No, it was not. Yeah. It was actually against the 49ers in huh. week uh, 17 of 2002. Oh, nice. So a very oh, long time. And oh, do you two. know the last time they got shut out before that? negative 1998 week six against the 49ers and i was four years old damn and yeah well and right before that the year before that 1997 week nine they were shut out by the 49ers the last four times the saints have been shut out have been by the san francisco 49ers yeah you love
2: this you do love every
1: i would never pick the saints to beat the 49ers if i I would have known that I would have done it in my sleep, you know, like for sure. But yeah, they—they they, I mean
2: thirteen to zero, not the prettiest win, but yeah, still, yeah.
1: they get it done here. What are your thoughts on this?
2: I mean, a game like this really proves and really shows how good your defense is, and I, and I kind of mean that on both sides, of the, both teams, because both teams' defense really, you know, put on for their cities. I'm gonna start with the Saints' defense because they they really made it complicated for the <laughs> for the the running offense of the 49ers, which they love to do, which their offense is really focused behind is getting those zone reads and. You know, getting those running backs going up front, but you know the linebacking play and the, even the lineman play of the Saints—they really, they really put it on and made it hard for those guys to to run the ball, and um, you know they made it tough and they made it. Uh, the recipe to win against the the 49ers is make Jimmy G be head and shoulders of the team, make him be the reason why they beat you, and uh, you know that which is that's been a, a proven way for them to lose. But, uh, you know, he threw the ball 37 times, completing it 26 of them for 202, 222 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, he he backed up what they tried to do. They tried to put it on him, but they, you know, Jimmy G did what, does what he does, and um, he, you know, he, d- he did enough. But the real reason they won this game was the badass play of their defense, man. Yes. Obviously, that defense is the best in the land, and they just – they Camara do. had
1: two ugly fumbles
2: too, but caused by the defense, yes, physical yes. going after the ball, just being physical, and that's what it is. Once you find a finesse player that that's the caliber of Camara, you get to land on him a couple of times. He's going to cough up the ball. And Olave having two huge drops was a a big key in this game. One of them was, you know, kind of a questionable call. It was a complete bomb from uh, Andy Dalton or uh, yeah, Andy Dalton to him. Um, knees were down, elbow came down, and then ball hit. Ball comes out. That whole Megatron thing. Did he catch it? Des yeah. Bryant thing. Did he catch it? It's the same exact here. They called it completion on the field. Went underneath the review. Called it incomplete, which man, it was I think he caught it. I think he caught the ball. But you know, it is what it is. They still scott shut out. You got you got doloed, man. And and that's a testament to that defense. They are the best in the land. 49ers take this guy's 13 to zero. Ugly scoreboard, but, hey, you take wins, how you fucking get it. Another ugly game, despite having one of the best players in the NFL's
1: history, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. The Chiefs get a nice 26-10 win over the Rams. I mean, there's not much to say about this one. We knew they were going to win. If you went to this game, this was one
2: to to feel good about. Yeah. Yeah, with all the injuries, you just knew that the Chiefs had this one, man. I mean, it's it's sad to say, but when you got Bryce uh, Perkins as your quarterback – Man, you can only expect so much yeah. from the kid, man. 100 yards, I think he had. Yeah, 13 for 23, 100 <sighs> yards, two picks. Look, when you come in in any – Shape of fashion in uh, against the uh, offense like the Chiefs. If you're lacking any source of the offense, you're gonna lose this game because those guys, patting them, they're gonna score at, at will. They're gonna do what they do. They can go down at any fucking point in the time and turn it on. Hey, we're gonna get, we're gonna get sixty. Hey, we're gonna get, we need three. We'll, we'll go get three. We'll do this. We'll do what, we need, what it takes to get, and they'll fucking do it. And they've done it plenty of times. Look, like the Chiefs improved to ninety-two. They look like a team that you don't want to fucking face off in the playoffs right now. And Man, they look—they look like the real deal with Andy or uh, um, you know Reed taking control of those guys. Have you seen the clip of Sean McVay getting
1: freaking his face popped like, no. by a def- by a player who's running from the bench onto the field? Just go ahead and watch this really quickly. Just, I mean, it's a quick little little clip. I'm just gonna let him see that really quick. Oh shit! Yeah, the slow mo video of it is funny, but. Man, when they showed this, light. I mean that right there just immediately probably ruined his day. He's got to fly back home after that. Bye I mean, probably swollen as hell for sure. Rung his bell. Oh I mean, yeah, he got. You don't want to have clogged. to. You don't want to have to call a game against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes after getting your shit rocked like that. <laughs>
2: yeah, he got clogged too.
1: But uh, yeah, I just wanted to show you that. I mean, I don't That's really have anything. I was focusing on two other games when this game was going on: the Raiders and the Seahawks, and obviously the Cardinals and the Chargers. So yeah. Yeah, the Chiefs got the win. I expected them to, and I expect them to probably represent the AFC in the Super Bowl as we go right now. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, it could be a rematch of Super Bowl 54, 55, whenever the 49ers and the Chiefs play. I can't really remember. (laughs) But either way, I do expect something like that to happen. But that is the the noon and the three twenty five, three o'clock slot. The Eagles currently are playing – the Green Bay Packers, it's tied right now, if I'm not mistaken. Let me go Oh no, it is not tied. The Eagles are pulling away. Thirty four to twenty three. Oh damn. With uh, twelve minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Oh sure. So the okay. Eagles are starting to get going really quickly. We could look. I just need to see for parlay reasons. <laughs> How many receptions A.J. Brown has? And only four, so I'm still looking good. While well, Jalen Hurts, 152 yards. Ooh, I need him to hit over 220. Let's go. Need Aaron Rodgers to have over, like, 21 completions. It doesn't look like that's happening. We need some stat padding going on here. But <laughs> I doubt I'm going to hit on this parlay. Another God loss. Another, another one damn in the loss column. But another good review the in the right. books. We are creeping up on 200 episodes. I am looking forward to that. Another milestone for us here. Oh, uh, yeah, shout out to Cousin Mike for uh, doing his thing as shout well. Out, looking forward to hearing him you know, recap a pretty interesting week of college football. Right. That was a damn good one. I, you know, I mean, Michigan beating Ohio State. USC. The Texas Tech and OU game, which I know Cousin Mike liked. Um, I know he's going to have some opinions on that. And then you mentioned a USC. Caleb uh, Williams. A lot of good stuff to talk about,
2: so I'm looking forward to hearing Cousin Heisman Mike's opinion winner. on all that good stuff. You got anything? Uh, just want to real quick, you know, not to bring the show down or anything, but I do want to give a shout out to you know the business and everything, all the guys, especially uh, you know one of my brothers out there, Dax Wheatley. He recently just lost a family member, you know his mother and everything, and uh, you know going through a really tough time. Just know, brother, that you know here at us at the at, at the you know at the shop, we all love you. Ready for you to get back, but you know take your time here uh, at the football function. I know Mike doesn't know you, but. Coming um, <clears throat> from both of us, man, if you ever need anything, the football function is here for you, brother. So, uh, you know, teasing peace to you, my man, if anybody out there would love to, you know, share their prayers for my guy. Uh, his name is Dax Wheatley. He could definitely use it right now. Um, you know, uh, prayers up, my guy. You know, much love. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, this week 12, it came up quick, man. Soon we're going to be breaking down the Super Bowl. It's just right around the corner. Yep. So, you guys, 100%... From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much yeah. for, for you know coming along with the ride here for, with us. Uh, you know, but uh, with that being said, uh, one love to everybody. Hope you have a great day.
1: Yes, I also want to you know give a quick thank you to the Funkies, of course, the funkomaniacs for doing their thing <laughs> always for rocking with us Maniacs. throughout this season. Yes, sir. We're rolling through this bad boy. Week twelve is in the books. We're about to start week thirteen, yes, and sir. then so on, and so forth. We'll roll into the playoffs. A lot of good stuff, man. Every season is different, but I feel like um, the more and more we do this, the more comfortable we get. Obviously, and Hell just yeah. you know, it's so natural at this point; it's just second nature. Just come in here, do what we got to do, do I did, and uh, get things done. But yes, on sir. that note, I hope all you guys have a phenomenal weekend. Um, A lot of good stuff to look forward to, unless your team has to play those big, bad Boston Celtics. In which case, <laughs> probably got some bad stuff coming down the pike for you. But other than that, have a damn good week. Walk passionately in the direction of your dreams, and I'll talk to you soon.